Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. healthy mummy who believe it or not is in her 60s which is hard to believe so in this video we're going to be talking about exactly what habits and behavioral changes contributed to her being able to release weight after menopause and get her cholesterol down she has no idea what's going on i didn't even tell her that we're filming this i've just come over and we're filming this video but i was thinking this morning about all of the the positive changes that you made that contributed to your success and your ability to keep this up for years so i'm going to go over what they were and i'm going to ask you some questions about them if that's okay yes and i might know the answers to these questions but it'll be a, a good conversation for us to have by the way, if you want to work with me, a nutrition coach, and a mindset coach in the Slim on Starch program, click the link in the down bar. So I identified five keys to your success. Mm -hmm. The first one is the willingness to try something new. So walk us through how it felt to try a completely new way of eating after eating a certain way for 60 years. Right. I'm going to be perfectly honest, and it, um, it was made me nervous. And I didn't even know what to do. I thought it was going to be some extreme change that I would not be able to tolerate and it could not be any more the opposite. But you still did it. Yeah. yeah. Why? I did it because um, I really was uncomfortable. And I think that's the whole goal and point of this is comfort in your own skin. And I was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, a, I'm a tall person, so I've got a lot of room for error. But... Um, I really did not feel comfortable in my midsection. And it's kind of like pick your poison, choose your discomfort. Mm -hmm. You can either have the discomfort of being in a body that you feel heavy in and sluggish in and doesn't feel like yours, or you can choose the temporary discomfort of learning a new lifestyle mm -hmm. for the long-term comfort that comes from right. being in a healthy body. Right, right. Also, you know, I had um, a pretty active exercise, which didn't change anything, and I just got tired of um, always wondering if these pants were going to button, if I was going to be uncomfortable, I got tired of it. Mm -hmm. How did you navigate the grief that comes with mourning the loss of the foods that you used to eat? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I began to enjoy the foods that I was eating, mm -hmm. and I was surprised by that, and I felt that they were um, doing me... Um, a service, a good service, so I stuck with them. That kind of reminds me of when you lose a pet. Nothing is ever going to replace the pet that mm -hmm. you've lost, but you make room in your heart to love the new pets that you do get. Good analogy. And it's like nothing is going to taste as good as Nana's chocolate cake right. or Aunt Lorraine's artichokes. Right, right. <laughs> but that's okay because we love what we eat now. We love the pasta dish. We love the potatoes that we eat. We love the oatmeal that we eat. We still love the food that we eat. Mm -hmm. It was just a different experience that we had with the foods we used to eat. Yeah. And they're part of our story. Right. The second key to success that I identified with you is your food prep routine. Mm -hmm. How did you learn how to food prep? It took time. Um, because I used to sort of be, you know, as a mom of young kids and a working mom, I sort of used to just be a grabber. I'd grab and eat whatever was available. So it was a new um, task to learn, 
but that also helped calm me because stuff was prepared and I knew it was there so there wasn't that stress of um, where am I going to get it how you know um, that helped a lot mm -hmm. and in the slow on starch program there's an entire module dedicated to how to food prep and it really is the leading determinant of success with our clients and I tell my clients to schedule it in on their calendar mm -hmm. You are very disciplined with your food prep. Yeah. How, how do you stay disciplined with it? You always have it done. And tell yeah. us how often you do it. Yeah, probably every four days, maybe mm -hmm. on average. Um, I just, it's just odd. It really has become part of my day, just like anything else you do for yourself, or part of my week, I should say. Um, and I know that the supplies, my pantry supplies that I have, when they run low, well, then it's time to just go replenish them. It's really very easy and predictable. And you have to get yourself food in one way or another. Yeah. So you may as well do it in a productive manner. And a Sunday well spent brings a week's content. Yeah. So put in the time to do it and you'll be so happy yeah. that you did. It really the, takes a lot of the stress away. Everything runs so much more smoothly. Yeah. It's like before you paint a wall, you put on primer. You yeah. have to prepare if you right. want your project to come out good. Yeah. The third key to success that I identified for you is mastering eating at work. Mm -hmm. So tell us what you did for 40 years for a living yep. and what your food used to look like at work. Right. Well, as a, a nurse, a hospital nurse for 40 years, and it varied. What I used to eat at work varied over the years. You know, when I was really young, um, you just wouldn't bring food at all. You wouldn't even think about it. Or you'd run down to the cafeteria and grab French fries. Um, and then, you know, as things changed and shifts changed, I wasn't working days, I was working nights. Um, it really was a lot of uh, calorically dense, high-fat food, now that I think about it. Great vocab. Thank you. <laughs> I've been around you, you for a while. You've my videos. Yeah. Um, and a lot of comfort food of the time. Um, and then as Slim on Starch, I was still working and everything changed. I always had my oats for breakfast and my um, either my vegetable dishes for lunch or my soups. And it really was all prepped and grab and go. I never went without it. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of my clients who are nurses mm -hmm. say that it's really hard to find time yeah. to eat. Right. Definitely. No doubt about it. However, I personally start to get lightheaded. If I don't, I have to eat, otherwise I don't feel well. Um, so I may not get my um, allotted 30 minutes off the unit, which is hilarious, but I will go back into the report room and eat, period, for 10 or 15 minutes. Thank yeah. you for saying that, because if the nurse feels like she's gonna faint, yeah. what do you think's gonna happen to the kid yeah. that's in the, the hospital <laughs> bed? You have to be properly yeah. fueled. If yeah. you, and no matter what your profession is, mm -hmm. properly fueling yourself is a non-negotiable. Right. Did you ever slip up? Oh yeah, yeah. And in the beginning, um, like any other learning curve, before you really understand how this is gonna work, you slip back. You take a few steps forward, you may slip back a little. Um, but it's okay because you reach this plateau and this light goes on and you're like, oh, okay, this isn't hard. It's sustainable. It's actually enjoyable. I feel so much better. I look forward to these foods. Uh, so don't stop before the magic happens. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that you answered that honestly because I knew what the answer was. And the reason why I wanted to ask it was because I wanted to show people who are very inspired by your journey mm -hmm. that... 
the, the journey to healing and the journey to improving your health is never linear mm -hmm. and there's no timeline and there's no blueprint for mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So if you have slip ups, you learn from them and you move on and the behavior that you're looking to get rid of might not be extinct, but we look to make it less frequent and less intense. Right. So when you do have a slip up, it's a little bit lesser than it was beforehand and it's not happening as often. Right. And really when you're really, um, into the program it isn't even considered a slip up it's just something that you had if you have a piece of cake you had a piece of cake that's it exactly yeah, it doesn't matter you nobody's in jail no. for eating cake no the fourth piece to your success that I identified was being okay with eating differently from other people mm -hmm. namely when we first got you started mm -hmm. dad was still eating a standard american diet and yeah. I was eating meat and you guys were eating differently and You've been married for, you've been together for over 40 years. Mm -hmm. So how did you navigate that? Mm -hmm. It's kind of vague now. I can't to be perfectly honest with you. I can't really remember. I know it was off-putting for sure. Um, but dad knew that you were, you know, this was all for everybody's, um, for my health. So he was on board with it. Um, it took some commitment, you know, it took some commitment. And I'm not really one to just sort of give up on things. I, I would like to see it through. And uh, we just realized that it wasn't this big deal. It wasn't like I was sitting there drinking Diet Coke while everyone else was eating. I was eating mm -hmm. um, just with something a little bit different. Yeah, and I think it's important to recognize, too, that you don't have to explain yourself to everybody and not everybody's going to understand, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But for the people in your life that that it's important for you, to for them to be accepting at least of what you're doing, mm -hmm. communicate why you're doing it. And when I say that, don't go to the scientific facts and drill them with the studies. Talk about why it's so important to you because I want to live a long life because I don't want to die of a heart attack in the next few years because I want us to be able to enjoy our grandkids and be able to run around with them. So communicate that really deep why and not as much, you know, why the food itself is the best. Mm -hmm. Then the last piece that I think is contributing to your overall health and wellness in the long term is your mindfulness and meditation practice. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us how that journey has uh, come to be, especially in the last few years, and what that looks like now? Mm -hmm. um, well, the last few years, you know, in healthcare, have been extraordinarily stressful. So to have a meditation practice, I think, is key because it gets you back to a place of calm. And there are studies galore. I mean, I don't have to tell you that uh, incorporating some sort of meditation or mindfulness uh, into your daily routine will do you nothing but good. Mm -hmm. The quote that we always hear, if you can't meditate for five minutes a day, you should meditate for 10. You don't, you don't know till you know. And on my Insight Timer app, I have over 100 days consecutive of meditation. I meditate before every single meal. It's really, really life-changing mm -hmm. uh, to get your body out of fight or flight, which we are constantly in, and get us into rest and digest. Right. And not just eating and grabbing and eating and grabbing, but just coming back and saying, do I really truly need food right now? And how can I nourish myself properly? Mm -hmm. Thank you for watching. If you made it to this point in the video, comment, what should I comment? Um, namaste. namaste. <laughs> comment Namaste. I love you, honey. And I'll see you in the next video. Woo!